Hello Cryptonauts, today we are reporting for October 30th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I'm your host, Blockchain John. Alright Cryptonauts, first reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you're interested in collaborating with me or becoming a sponsor on my uh, podcast, you can reach out to me through the Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10. Decentralized Finance Coins by Market Capitalization. Starting off with Chainlink with a market cap of $4.8 billion. Second place, we have Wrapped Bitcoin with $1.8 billion. Third place, Dai with $955.6 million. Fourth place, Ave with $591.4 million. Fifth place, Uniswap with $583.8 million. Sixth place, Synthetics Network Token with $565.1 million. Seventh place, Maker with $480.1 million. 8th place, Yearn.Finance with $434.2 million. 9th place, UMA with $396.6 million. And in 10th place, Compound with $378 million. Alright, CryptoNuts, that is your top 10 uh, decentralized finance coins by market capitalization. Your overall total market cap is at $449.7 billion, up by 2.3%. Alright, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright, Cryptonauts, next reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Make sure you collect your daily candies. With that said, first news coming in from Tom Lyons. Why European Commission regulations won't kill crypto in Europe? At the end of September, the European Commission released its new digital finance package, which included two sweeping regulatory proposals specific to crypto asset and blockchain. There is little doubt that this is a big deal. If passed, both the regulations on markets and crypto assets and the pilot regime for market infrastructures based on distributed ledger technologies, let's call it pilot, will set the tone for the crypto industry in Europe for a decade at least. The good news is that the industry has been waiting for just this kind of regulatory clarity. But now that it's here, there are perhaps predictability voices crying foul as well. Criticism of MICA have run the gu- have run the gamut from crippling, crippling blockchain innovations to favoring inc- incumbents to destroying all hope for DeFi in the EU. There are certain certainly some potentially serious issues, but I can't help being reminded that the outcry when the GDPR came into force clearly reports back then of the death of the European crypto at the hands of the EU's data protection regime were premature. While not while not downplaying some of the challenges MICA slash pilot represents two parts of the crypto industry, I think the story here is likely to be similar. The European Commission does not want to kill crypto or blockchain in Europe. I have been working with the European Commission's blockchain team in various communications related capacity for almost three years now and have been pleasantly surprised by what seems to me is its 
fairly progressive take on blockchain innovation and decentralization. In terms of MICA, as the commission has written itself, the intention is to provide legal certainty for the crypto assets ecosystem across Europe to make it easier for industries to scale while still providing ad adequate protection instead of throwing all crypto assets willy-nilly under security uh, securities regulations, as is too often the case in the U.S. MICA attempts to reach this balance by a bespoken regime that regulates crypto assets that are not financial instruments along a scale of protective measures aligned with risk. At least below certain thresholds, the Commission considers this, th these significantly lighter touch rules than those applying to securities. Alright, I'm done with that. Next news. <sighs> Written by Scott Chaplina. Dutch police seize over $30, $30 million in Bitcoin from money launderers. Dutch police have reportedly seized over 2,500 Bitcoin worth of price, only $33 million. The seizure follows the conviction of a Dutch couple by the Rotterdam District Court on money laundering charges. The Dutch couple had laundered nearly $19 million within the last two years, the Dutch Public Prosecution Services revealed. According to press release by Open Bar Ministries, the seizure of Bitcoin was not all that was taken from the couple. The Dutch authorities also confiscated cell phones, hard drives, and other computer equipment, jewelry, and vehicle. In addition, the couple also had a business where €138,000 and €40,000 have been confiscated. Both relevant companies have been requested to pay a fine of €45,000 each. The couple were residents of Hilversum in Holland. It is reported that both individuals bought Bitcoin and traded the cryptocurrencies without notifying the tax authorities. In addition, the couple came into contact with customers through a dark web marketplace where most of the Bitcoin was inevitably traded. Neither individual reported ever asked clients to show identification or carry out KYC despite some big deals being worth millions of euros. The individuals are facing two and two and a half years Wait, what is that? Two? The individuals are facing two and two and a half years in prison, respectively, and both individuals will begin with a six-month custodial period. Authorities focus on crypto money laundering. Authorities are increasing turning their attention to money laundering via cryptocurrency. In recent months, regulators in the UK and Switzerland have sought to tighten crypto regulations in order to curb money laundering, with exchanges such as Binance working with authorities to track money launderers. Meanwhile, a leaked FBI intelligence reports has revealed how the agency tracks Bitcoin laundering on the dark web. For cryptocurrencies firms, new AML rules are providing onerous, while a report has highlight highlighted that the majority of money launders is still carried out through traditional channels. Oh, that's it? Wow. Okay. Um, I was expecting a little more than that. Okay, whatever. Next news, written by Sharyuwa Malwa. Bank of Canada calls for globally coordinated efforts to launch CBDCs. Bank of Canada, Governor Tiff Macklem confirmed that the bank's plans to work with its G7 partners on its plan for a central bank digital currency, CBDC, on Thursday, according to a report on Reuters. If another country has one and we don't, that could certainly create some problems. So we want to make sure we're ready, he said in, in an interview. A coordinated effort. Macklem called for a globally coordinated approach to prevent the use of stack state-backed digital currencies by criminals and other malicious actors. Currencies move across borders, and so we certainly wouldn't want to be surprised by some other country, he stated. It will be important for us to share information on what each of us is doing, is planning on, and on the meantime, and, and on the on the, and on the timeline that we might 
do it on. However, the bank governor said that while the central bank was chalking on a move for, from a CBDC proof of concept to a pilot project, he saw no compelling need for such an asset immediately. Okay. Macklem's word comes after the Bank of Canada said in February, in February it was preparing for a future in which Canadians needed a central bank digital uh, central central bank issued digital currency. A note earlier this month followed on from that statement highlight, highlighting the risk associated with such currencies and the importance of safeguarding one's private keys. Okay. Next news. Written by Scott Chaplina. New Hawaii Mate 40 includes hardware wallet for digital yuan. What? Hawaii's new smartphone, the Hawaii Mate 40, supports an inbuilt hardware wallet for China's central bank digital currencies, the Digital Yuan or DCEP, Digital Currency Electronic Payment. The smartphone is reported as the first of its kind that enables a hardware wallet for the Chinese digital currency. Wow. The smartphone delivers hardware security and anonymity and is reportedly also capable of initiating transactions while offline. The announcement that the new smartphone will come with a digital yuan hardware wallet comes after China's public tri- uh, trials of the central bank digital currency. Earlier this month, nearly 2 million Shenzhen residents signed up to take part in the digital yuan experiment. Those who signed up enjoyed a distribution of 50,000 digital gift envelopes that contained 200 yuan each. This was reported at the first time China had experimented on the digital currency with the general public, yet China has been laying on the laying the groundwork for a central dig, central bank digital currency since as early as 2014. And I've been telling everybody, get ready for it. I've been telling everybody, get ready for it. Nobody's like, eh, no, the governments won't ever do that. I've been telling them way before 2014, way before that. Anyways, I mean, China's doing it. They're doing it. They're ahead of, they're ahead of, they're, 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 they got it. They got it. The slam dunk. Next news, written by Matt. You see, why Japan, China, and Canada are racing to build a digital currency? South Korea, Canada, Brazil, Japan, Thailand, China, and France are all in a race to build their own central bank digital currencies or CBDCs. But why? Why not Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrencies currently in development? Today on Market Watch, we're going to take a look at look at who's in the race to build a currency, what are the benefits, and what it could mean for further adoption. What is a CBDC? A central bank digital currency is exactly what it sounds like. It is a form of currency created and managed by a nation's state's existing financial institutions like the Bank of England, for example. But instead of physical money in the form of notes and coins, it's all digital. That may sound a bit wooly, and you'd be right in, in, in that estimation. That's because there isn't a solid definition of what a CBDC actually is. CBDC is not a well-defined term, says the Bank of International Settlements. In fact, for purposes of analyzing what may change, it is early to define a CBDC by a high, highlighting what it is not. A CBDC is a digital form of central bank money that is different from balances in traditional reserves or settlement accounts. Why are banks so keen to build an CBDC? There are lots of reasons depending on what the state nations currently is. In Venezuela, for example, where hyperinflation and restrictions on Venezuelan citizens from buying foreign currencies has meant that the economy ceases to be effective. A digital currency controlled by the state could be one way of trying to create more a more consistent value for its currency. In other countries, meanwhile, the distribution of money from the state to its citizens involves middlemen like banks and payment providers like Visa and MasterCard. That extra step normally involves fees and increased time. Some banks take days to clear the movement of large amounts of currencies. A digital currency, however, could be the could be issued instantly, creating greater efficiency. All right, next news. 
Written by Robert Stevens, Verizon launches tech to log press releases on Ethereum. Today, Verizon beat the crypto news industry to the punch. It announced that it implemented a blockchain-based record for its press releases. The new system called Full Transparency is a blockchain-based press release recording system designed to raise the bar for corporate accountability. It cryptographically bounds each press release to the blockchain tracking and contextualizing subsequent edits. It's open source so other businesses can use it. Anyone in integrating Verizon's tech can log their press releases on the blockchain. The excitement of some crusty product release indelibly recorded on its immutable ledger. It's built on the MAD network, a layer tool solutions that is itself built on top of the Ethereum blockchain. Uh, Adam Helgoff, product lead at MAD network, which along with huge and add ledger partner with Verizon to build the product is and forever will be thrilled to power Verizon's approach, exploring how blockchain can be a critical part of enterprise software at scale, providing validations and authentication in the digital world. Perhaps Verizon shot itself in the foot. Participating companies can no longer update their posts to sweep mistakes under the rug, with readers none the wiser. Verizon's technology is vaguely similar to that of the Everpedia, a blockchain-based version of Wikipedia that launched in 2018. Everpedia records the number of upvotes edits to each post have so that everyone on, is on the same page about the content stored within it. It's also similar to what 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 was attempted by Civil, a now defunct blockchain-based platform for newsroom that, among other things, recorded articles for participating websites to the Ethereum blockchain in pursuit of greater transparency. Civil, Civil folded in June, but its spirit is forever logged on the chain. Honestly, I never heard of Civil, but okay. Next news. Written by Scott Chaplina. Poloniex's Trump tokens predicts Biden victory. What? Crypto exchange Poloniex has listed two ERC20 tokens called Trump Win and Trump Lose. The tokens will be redeemable on FTX for either 1 or 0 USD based on the outcome of the US presidential election, meaning that they hold up a mirror to users' beliefs about the likelihood of the second Trump term or a Biden victory. According to Poloniex website, both tokens act as a tradable prediction markets where the market price of Trump wins should be roughly equal to the probability that Trump Trump will win the election and the market price of Trump lose should be roughly equal to 1 to 1 minus that prob- probability. At the time of writing, the Trump win token is valued at 36 cents and the Trump lose token is valued at 59 cents, indicating that users are bullish on Joe Biden presidency. Both tokens are issued by FTX, a pose little prima facie uh, risk to users as each token will expire to $1 or $0 after the election. Moreover, both tokens are based on the President 2020 futures contract on FTX. Cool. Next news. Written by Robert Stevens. Smurf, oops. Smurf comes to crypto via the sandbox blockchain game. Smurf on the blockchain. Yep, it's happening. The small Belgian blue blue elves who call mushrooms home will feature on the will feature on the sandbox, an upcoming decentralized gaming world through a partnership with the game's parent company Animoca Brands. The sandbox has turned Lazy Smurf, Smurfit, Grandpa Smurf, and others into non-fungible tokens or NFTs, unique cryptocurrency tokens that represent scarce assets online. Specifically, the Smurfs negotiated a deal with Sandbox to, ret- 
receive large digital spaces known as lands. These are 3D voxelized in interpretations of the Smurfs native forest, complete with Smurfs themed environments, attractions, games, and buildings with which to interact. The Smurfs will share their new home with Care Bears, Crypto Kitties, Sean the Sheep, and others. You can trade the Smurfs, Bears, and Sheeps for money on secondary markets with the Sandbox launches its public beta in December of this year. The Smurfs will inhabit 11.5% of the total map, and 19,200 19, lands are for sale starting November 12th. Wow, that's crazy. Next news written by Robert Stevens. Swiss arm of huge Russian bank to offer Bitcoin custody trading. The Swiss arm of one of the Russia's largest banks yesterday announced that it would offer crypto custody and Bitcoin exchange services to the businesses and institutions it counts as customers. The Swiss subsidiary of Gazprom Bank, Gazprom Bank, Russia's third largest bank, has received authorization from the Swiss Financial Markets Supervisory Authority, FINMA, to offer the safe custody of cryptocurrencies as well as trading between crypto and fiat currencies to its corporate and institutional clients. It's effective immediately, but only for a limited number of selected clients chosen through a stringent evaluation process and just Bitcoin for now. Okay, next news. Written by Matthew DeSalvo, Square, Square Crypto Grant wants to help take Bitcoin mainstream. Payment company Square today announced that it will be be giving a grant to a Bitcoin developer who wants to make wallets more user-friendly. The cryptocurrency arm of Square, Square Crypto, made the announcement on Twitter shouting out Maggie Valentin, a developer working for blockchain startup uh, She She? I've never seen She256. She. She. That's, that's throwing me off. S-H-E. She. She256. I thought it was Sha. Sha256. <laughs> Uh, maybe there's something I don't know. Shed256. Okay, Shed256. Uh, giving trick-or-treaters open dimes and square crypto grants this year. Speaking of which, this one goes to Maggie Valentine, a designer designer working to simplify wallets on boarding flows by reducing te- uh, technical jargon and increasing user education, the company said via Twitter. Square Crypto supports the development of Bitcoin networks by giving grants to developers and companies working in the crypto space. Cool. Next news. Written by Alexander Behrens, New Ethereum DEX banks on liquidity rewards to lower traders. Decentralized exchange Token Lawn is entering a new phase of liquidity mining program, offering rewards to full spectrum of exchange participants getting in its unique DEX design. Token Lawn, an Ethereum-based exchange, announced today that Phase 2 of its liquidity mining incentive program will begin October 31st, rewarding both traders and liquidity providers with Lawn tokens which are used to pay trading fees on the platform, similar to Binance's BNB token. Token Lawn's increasing increase in monthly volume nearly $1 billion for October shows there's still room for growth even as decentralized exchange volumes drop amidst a battle with their centralized counterparts for users and their trading fees. Alright, next news. Written by Jose Antonio Lance. Uh, we need to take a little sip before we continue. Hold on one second. parched okay we're good are we good we're good all right next news run by jose antonio lance ethereum price dips wipes 1.5 billion dollars from DeFi markets what that's crazy that's crazy is DeFi dead again 
The hype surrounding decentralized finance, shorthand for a collection of non-custodial finance products that exist mostly on Ethereum, was arguably the catalyst for the crypto market's 2020 bull run, post-COVID-induced market crash in March, that is. But the last few weeks have given little reason for optimism for those who fixate on DeFi coins, market caps, and total value locked metrics. In the past five days, in fact, total value locked, a metrics that measures the amount of cryptocurrencies put in DeFi contracts, has dropped by a whopping $1.5 billion, according to DeFi polls. On the surface, this would represent nearly 12% less economic value in the nascent industry. Wow. In reality, however, this may have more to do with the sinking price of Ethereum, which has dropped by by roughly 4% in the last week. In ETH terms, the amount locked in DeFi has remained virtually unchanged since September 16th, though in the last five days, the amount of ETH locked in DeFi apps has dropped 3.5%. Ethereum is having a rough re- week overall since October 25th. The price of ETH has been in decline after failing to break past the $400 mark. After falling as low as $374 today, ETH is currently trading for $383, down 1.56% over the last 24 hours. DeFi tokens are having a bad time. At the moment, things aren't looking looking much better for DeFi tokens. The Ethereum-based coins associated with various decentralized finance protocols. And if you jumped into DeFi sometimes in September, chances are you know the, this all too well. With some of these tokens losing 50% of their value or more. Ouch. Kaboom. That's all bad. I don't even want to read anymore. That just sounds like bad news. Um, I Straight up. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to confess. Here's a confession. I got to tell you all. Cryptonauts. I did not invest into any DeFi <laughs> during that DeFi boom. I didn't get into that. I just I stayed on the sidelines. I hodled strong hand. That's all I did. I stayed on the Celsius network. That's it. Earned my interest. Watched everybody, you know, uh, go through sleepless nights. Not me. I slept like a little teddy bear. That was real good. <laughs> all right. Next news. Where are we at? Okay. Next news written by Jeff Benson. MicroStrategy CEO, Bitcoin. The solution to $250 trillion problem. What? In a webinar today, MicroStrategy CEO Michael Saylor told Kraken's Dan Held that Bitcoin is a $250 billion solution. Hold on. I gotta read that again. In a webinar today, MicroStrategy CEO Michael Saylor told Kraken's Dan Held that Bitcoin is a $250 billion solution to a $250 trillion worth of a problem. Hmm. MicroStrategy is a business analytic firm that bought 38,250 Bitcoin in August and September. It holds more Bitcoin than all other publicly traded companies combined. In explaining the reason behind the company's $425 million purchase, now worth closer to $520 million, Saylor pointed to what he said is a $250 trillion market for alternative assets. According to Saylor, 99.9% of all assets in the world are in alt assets. $250 trillion in bonds, stocks, real estate, precious metals, derivatives, whereas there is just $250 billion market cap for Bitcoin. Alternative assets are typically defined as things that aren't stocks, bonds, and certificates. So Saylor might essentially be reclassifying the assets categories here. Anything that isn't Bitcoin is an alt asset. Wow! Those are some bold words. Decrypt was unable to tally up the total value of all the world's asset. The price of CryptoKitty is too subjective. However, <laughs> that's funny. However, using Saylor's criteria, those assets are likely worth closer to $500 trillion, 
with the global real estate market alone estimated to be worth $280.6 trillion. Wow, jeez, that's crazy. Regardless of the numbers, he points, uh, his point is a larger one. In an environment where you're expanding the monetary supply, you're sucking the energy out of, out of a unit of currency, Saylor said, seemingly referring to the Federal Reserve's policy of increasing the monetary supply and exceeding its earlier 2% inflation target. All the equities, all the bonds have to be valued at a discounted rate. And that's the $250 trillion problem in sailors' eyes. All those assets become worth less in real terms as the buying power of a unit of currency declines. The solution to sailor is Bitcoin, which is designed to have a fixed supply and be non-inflationary. Wow, dude, I, this guy is like amazing. That's awesome awesome man i wish i could work for this guy that's just so much awesome energy oh and guess what cryptonauts that's a good way to end it because that was our last crypto news of the day that's an awesome i want to read the rest of this i'm going to read the rest of this here we go uh regardless of the numbers where are we at and 99.9% of the people don't understand the solution sailor said but with a 250 billion dollar market cap we're a bit past the point where government regulators hackers and others could have snuffed it out said sailor we have a forest fire and microstrategy is a fan- is fanning the flames wow man that's crazy crisis man crisis so with that said crypto nas we're going to leave it right there that's awesome until next time, I'll catch you all on the next one. And, oh, hold on. Um, if you, just curious, if you want to donate crypto to me, accept what is it, Bitcoin, Ethereum, USDC, and VAT. If you got some uh, spare VAT, B-A-T, you can kick it my way, you know. I, I'd greatly appreciate it. Um, you can use my uh, address, what is it, blockchainjohn.crypto, blockchainjohn.crypto. Literally, type that in, blockchainjohn.crypto. Um, and you can kick me some Bitcoin, Ethereum, USDC, and BAT. I'd appreciate it. With that said, Cryptonauts, I'll catch you all on the next one. Adios. Salutes.